0: Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze.
1: Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today I have Mr. Greg Origa. Greg,
0: welcome to the show. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, we're glad to have you. And today we are going to be talking about Eastern religions and whether they hold any water to them. But before we get to that, uh, here's a little bit of housekeeping regarding unresolved news, guys. I have been I have made the uh, decision to step down to posting uh, three times a week, not for the lack of stuff to talk about, but because I've got multiple projects running and I needed to free up something. So, and then also, social hazard radio is, is still coming. In fact, um. We've just gotten back the voiceovers, uh, the intros and the outros for that, so it's still coming. I will give more information when it's ready to drop. I think you'll enjoy it. With that, Greg, shall we dive in? Sure, let's, let's go for it. All right. So b- before we get into the main topic, can you kind of give uh, the audience an overview of who you are and how you came to Christ?
0: Uh, I was born here in uh, New Mexico at about the age of 17. After being at the School for the Blind, back then it was called NMSVH here in Alamogordo, I uh, came in contact with uh, some people. They shared the gospel with me, read the Bible for about, for about uh, three months, and just faith started building up in my, in my heart. And one night out here at the park, uh, I went in there for other reasons, but the Holy Ghost fell on me and I cried for about half an hour. And uh, all I could, the only thing I could come up with was that was God's love that had just been poured out in my heart. And it, it changed me from, from that very instant, from that very moment on. And uh, my life was, was, uh, was totally transformed.
1: Now, did you grow up in a Christian home?
0: Uh, we were Catholic. We, we were Catholic, but nominal Catholic. We, the, the French say that a good Catholic goes to church three times in their life when uh, they're baptized. And uh, when they get married and, and when they die, so only only one of those times is, uh, is voluntary.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: so okay. that's kind of the way we were.
1: As I understand, you've actually had some experiences on the missionary field in other countries, correct?
0: That is correct.
1: Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: I went down to Mexico in 1981, and uh, that's where all of our all of my experience in another country started. I did do uh, missionary work here in the state amongst the native people. Uh, I was with the Zuni and, and Navajo especially. And I did a, li- a little with uh, Apache. Apache, But anyway, so uh, in Mexico, it was kind of interesting because we kept on uh, ministering to indigenous people. Uh, there's, there's over 68 different indigenous groups in the country of Mexico. And uh, we were in Mexico City. When I say we, I'm talking about my wife. I always do the plural now. So anyway, when we were in Mexico City, of course, the you know, city of uh, of over at that point, at that time in, in the 80s, it was around 18 million. It's, it's well over that now. But anyway, so uh, there was people from all over the country. And so we had contact with a lot of indigenous people. And uh, we got invited to go out to their villages, out to the different states. And so uh, we were able to evangelize and get other. You know, groups started amongst them. Uh, We have ministered to about 17 different indigenous groups over the years. And then in uh, 19, what was it, uh, 1990, we did an outreach on the west coast, northwest coast of uh, Mexico, where we uh, were ministering to the migrant workers there that would go in to harvest all the the different uh, vegetables that are grown in that area. That's uh, near Mazatlan, Mazatlan, in the state of Sinaloa. And uh, so we were able to even broaden our our outreach. And then we made contact with a particular group called the Mystics down in the state of Guerrero. Guerrero is where Acapulco is, but we weren't on the beach. We were way up in the mountains, uh, majority of the time over 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 feet above sea level. We were able to church, uh, plant some churches there amongst the Mystic people in in the state of Guerrero.
1: Because you work in some uh, difficult areas. I'm not going to mention the country, but I am going to uh, say that it is a uh, place where a lot of Eastern mysticism takes place. And you you have done a lot of work in that area. Can you talk a little bit about that and some of the challenges that you faced from that area?
0: Just going to a different culture is, uh, is a challenge. You know, uh, the language, of course, being able to communicate with them. And uh, so many times you say, well, it's, it's, it's not that difficult because they speak English. But if you're well aware that uh, English over the the whole world is is really, really different from, uh, you know, from one country to another, even like I'm thinking of Africa. We've been in Africa and uh, even from one country to another uh, over on the West Coast that are very small, Liberia, uh, Ivory Coast. And uh, and they just, you know, it just it's slightly different. And so things you might you say might be understood totally different. And uh, sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't come across as as being positive. So, uh, to begin with, you know, that's that's a that's a thing that's really important. Be able to have wisdom to know how to talk, what to say, you know, when to talk. A lot of times, you have to be a you know real good here and uh, keep silent a lot more and uh, and listen to the people. And 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 a lot of those people, that's what they're really really wanting somebody you know to to listen to to unload all their burdens all their their problems and and uh just be a friend that's the first thing that that uh we always stress just to be there to help them out be a facilitator and whatever and whatever you can help you know the the people to resolve and uh and help them feel at peace and and happier but uh then after that i think it would be the the conflict with uh dealing with uh their Cosmic view of things, I would call it. Uh, we here in, in the Western world, you know, from a Christian background, have a totally different understanding of what just simple things like love, mercy, you know, joy, you know, things like that, goodness, you know, it's, it's uh, a lot of times over there, you, you think, well, don't these people understand how, how, you know, they should be good, and they consider that what they have done is, is good. Our concept of it is is that it's it's not so good. It's not not so nice. So th- those are some of the things that you know you have to you have to make amends and and uh, and do what you can for for the people.
1: I'm guessing. And this is just a guess, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm guessing a lot more warfare takes place than we are we here in the West would be uh, used to.
0: For the most part, I think uh, we here in the West have not understood that this is a spiritual battle. It, it's a battle for the soul of man. So I mean, it, it, it the spiritual warfare is the same. The thing is, here we've gotten very apathetic, and we're we're thinking we've got it made because you know, hey, we're surrounded by Christians and no demons around here, you know, or they're all they're all you know in, in check and and uh, we got them in checkmate. And but that's that's not the case, you know. So uh, once you've gotten used to that, and and you have a, a spirit of discernment. If you don't have it, really need to ask God to, to give you that spirit of discernment to be able to deal with the situation. Uh, for the most part, I just I just walk in faith and I am totally, totally, in, uh, you know, I'm confident in what uh, God allows me to do, wherever that may be, in the midst of, uh, of you know, wild times. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just, uh, just a while back, a couple of months ago, I got caught in a, in a riot. While I was over there in the, in the east,
1: oh wow, actually go into that how did it, how did you end up in a riot
0: well it was it, we didn't know we were we were uh, in the old part of uh of, of the town and we were going in to, to have a meal with a friend of ours that was going to meet us our businessman and uh next thing we knew we were in this uh this street, and there was probably about three hundred people they were handing out i don't know if it was a government or if it was some organization was handing out food and, and water in, in bags, and before we knew it, we were right in the middle of it, and they were pushing and shoving and screaming and, and grabbing the bags out of each other's hands, and, and we couldn't go forward, and uh, we were really pressed all around, and finally, uh, the friend that I was with, he, he, he froze up. He didn't know what to do, and so I just said, I know what to do. I'm going back, and so I just uh, turned around and kind of put my arm out and, uh, and just you know pushed my way back. To the you know to the to the start of the of the street, so uh, it was it, it, at, at that one moment you, you can allow things like that to control you because you know there was a fear factor there immediately ah I'm caught I'm trapped I, you know oh no I'm going to be knocked down I'm going to be trampled uh, you know I'm going to I'm going to be you know hurt torn apart or whatever and uh, but what you got to do in that that you know instant is realize hey who is in you you know, and greater is he that is in you that he is in the world. And, and that faith has to build up and you say, okay, I am taking control of the situation. I'm not allowing it to control me or to, to abuse me. That's, that's kind of my mentality that I've had, you know, over the years. And uh, of course we've, we have had some incidents when, when I was ministering in Mexico amongst the mystic people, I, I did get hurt in three different occasions. God was there and,
1: uh, and everything
0: worked out in the end.
1: Let's go into more the belief system of the uh, Eastern people. What is it they actually believe, and how is it antithetical to say the Christian faith? Because a lot of people would say, "Hey, why do you want to go shaking up in the apple cart? Live and let live."
0: All right, right. Well, uh, for the most part, uh, where we have been, the people are polytheistic. Uh, they're animistic too. Polytheistic. They believe in in many many gods animistic they believe that everything has a has a soul in mexico they say anima which is like like a spirit or, or a soul as a matter of fact uh, in in the mystic language the word for uh, a demon is a uh, tachiba which means a bad wind and if you recall in the bible it says that uh, jesus cast out unclean spirits and that's that very same term that the, the native people here in Mexico use. And it's the same thing that goes on, you know, in, in the East, believing that everything, you know, a rock, a tree, a, a Creek, different animals, you know, have these spirits or have these, this a, uh, this soul. It, it just makes it hard for you to come in and say, no, you, you, all that is, is just, you know, nonsense or not necessary because there is only one God. And they say, What? <laughs> that that can't be. We need one God for this, another God for that. It's hard for them to grasp the idea that that God is one, <laughs> and that He is a personal God that you can have a relationship with and and be able to communicate with. Because for them, you know the you know we're just we're just dirt. We're so you know far down on the on the totem pole that that uh, there's no way God can communicate with us. Is you know He just does it with very special. Uh, spiritual people, you know, that are very holy. That's that's their concept. It's it's really hard for them to to grasp that that God wants to have a relationship with them. So that's a little bit of of their belief.
1: I see that it almost starts to be kind of new age, new agey in a way. Um, well,
0: yeah, that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from, Teresa. It, the the new age is that Eastern mysticism, you know, with the yoga. You know, I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I did yoga for a couple of years, and I. You know, I realized finally when, our, when our, our yogi put us out one night, we were, I guess, asleep. I don't know what else to say, but for about 20 minutes, I didn't know, you know, I to this day, I don't know what happened during those 20 minutes. She says, you know, nothing happened. But as far as I was concerned, you know, I was violated because she never asked us, you know, if she could do that. And that's when I, I realized that, you know, that that was not for me.
1: Oh wow, okay. So she actually like hypnotized you then at I, some
0: point? I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The whole the whole class went out.
1: You know, the funny thing is you see a lot of this new age stuff where we should be able to come against it and speak into it and go, No, this is not of God. What I see happening lately is that it's creeping into the church.
0: It's been in the church for a while. Yeah, it's it's crept in, it's it's all over. It, and uh, so many people accept stuff and and they say that's you know that's not that you know like with yoga they oh that's just physical exercise that's that's nothing spiritual. You just think of the the lotus you know that's a pentagram and you know all the different animals you know the, the cow, the cat, the dog and on and on and on the cobra. So I mean you know it's, it's a worship of what I said in the beginning of, of the of nature of the animism. Everything has a has a soul or a spirit and uh, it's, it's it's denying you know the relationship of god who came sending his son that we might understand his love and his his meaning and his and and the purpose that he has for our life
1: let me ask this let's say someone is listening and maybe they've been involved in new age or eastern mysticism practices whatever form that might take i mean i know that i know there are a lot of forms that can take um and so maybe they're hearing this and they're going well, yeah, I'm I'm reaching out and I'm and I'm ge- I'm in contact with these these uh the, these spirits and I'm I'm practicing these things because you know I'm trying to do things right. What would you say to them?
0: Well, it's 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 hard if uh, you know if they're sitting in in their ways and their mind is that is such that they believe that's what has to be done. I, I would encourage them to to pray and say. God or whatever they're, they're, they're crying out to show me what's truth. Show me what, what really, uh, will, uh, help me, will keep me doing things right, you know, or if I feel that I'm, I'm not a good person, then help me to to do those things that, that are, that are good, that are right. And, uh, and the good God, he'll, he'll show you, he'll show you, he'll, he'll come to you. I have a testimony of a, <clears throat> Of a guy from Nepal that mm-hmm. said that uh, that Jesus appeared to him, and uh, he was not a just a normal simple person. He was a edu- very educated person. He had he had gone to study in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia for three years, and, uh, and then he went back to Nepal. God came into his life. Uh, Jesus appeared to him after he was given a Bible. It took two years, two years for this process. And, uh, and finally, just broke and he left everything. He left everything all. And he was not a young man at the time. He was, well, he was, you know, uh, was over 30. So, uh, and he left everything because his desire was and his question was God, is there purpose in my life? Am I doing the right thing? Uh, am I doing what you want me to do, what you have for me? And if you ask those questions, Hey, God is gonna reply. He's gonna be there because if they're a heart cry, if they're profound and they're and they're really, you know, the nitty-gritty in your in your in your being, God will say, okay, you know, he he means business. So I'm gonna move on in there and I'm gonna show him who I am and, and I'll reveal myself to him and I'll I'll let him know that it's not through all those different belief systems, but it's through the person of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. You know, that's what unresolved is really about. It's about answering life's most difficult questions. And I believe one of the biggest heart cries that we have is God, who are you?
0: How can I relate to you? How can I touch you? How can I write, right, right. Get close to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so many people do not, I mean, they have religion, but they don't have the relationship, you know, and I've seen it time and time and time again. So if someone was to listen and they go you know what you're right and I want to have a personal relationship with this God how would they do that
0: If you recognize that you need God that means that he's holy and you're not that means that he's sinless and you have sin and if you recognize that and you say God you know deliver me from from this power of of sin and and of death then God will come in and he'll he'll say okay if you mean business, then this is the way. And he says, there's only one way, one truth, one life, and that's through his son, Jesus. And you cry out to Jesus, God's son, and he will save you. He'll set you free. You know, it, the, the salvation will be instantaneous. It'll it'll happen immediately once you cry out. But there'll be a process there of you cleaning house. house the, your house will have to be cleaned out. Your soul, your mind will have to be cleaned out has he given us or how is that how is that done well that's why we have the bible we have the bible and uh, i recommend you start reading through the the gospels jesus life faith will be built up in you when you start reading all that jesus did and and start realizing how uh, jesus fulfilled prophecy and and uh, and how he is still you know in uh, at work doing this you'll know that you have taken the right step and that he is helping you all along the way
1: this is what we're about, this is what we do. And I don't know where you're at in your venture. I don't know where you're at in the story that God has given you. I do believe, and I agree with, with um, what was said here. And if you are interested and you have questions, feel free to reach out. You can always contact me at Teresa at unresolved.life. My ears are always open. I'm always willing to pray. Um, and So with that, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Yes, Teresa, thank you. It was a blessing.
1: And it was wonderful having you. Well, this has been the Unresolved Life podcast. I am Teresa Blaze, and we will speak again next time.
0: You've been listening to the Unresolved Life podcast. To catch all our past shows, go to unresolved.life. That's unresolved.life.